You ready? Okay. Hey, this is Indica Flower, and you're listening to Our Brains Hurt. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> the pressure. That was beautiful. Oh, my God. Welcome to another episode of Our Brains Hurt with Ron and Matt. Thanks for hanging out. Tonight we're talking to adult film star Indica Flower, our first actress. Well, if you want to count Richie Ramon, who he was in a movie. I mean, he's not an actress. That I was associate producer. Yeah, he's not an actress. <laughs> he's an actress. <laughs> Speaking of that, I just saw that Danzig has a movie. Seriously? Yes. Damn. I saw, and the only reason I, I saw this is because um, Aaron Micklow was at the premiere or whatever. And like I saw like all the pictures and shit. Oh, I saw her. pictures of her with Glenn. Is that what it was? Yeah, a premiere? It was a movie premiere. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's funny. I can't decide if just by like the movie posters alone. If like yeah. Richie's Richie's movie looks better or Danzig's movie looks, um, <laughs> looks better. To be fair here, though, they're both right up my alley. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love <laughs> I oh, love yeah. movies like that. It's just like it's like bad noir, but like bad in a good way, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I always considered the adult industry to be to kind of have the same punk rock spirit, you know, go against societal norms and kind of have that stigma or whatever. I don't know. But it, well, yeah. it is, it's always it's counterculture, you know, it's got, you know, it's got that um, it's got that that sex worker stigma that yeah. this country that co- that has for, for whatever reason. Well, I know the reason, but um, ages and ages and ages of bad connotations attached to the term sex worker, which is bullshit. Number one, right. because it the only reason. Like my my theory, and I will get into this more tonight. But my theory is that a bunch of chauvinistic men over the history of this of humanity have like have purposefully not the history of humanity because there were there right. was good sex work for a long long time, but chauvinistic men took that over and started started not allowing it anymore because and shaming it and shaming it, yeah, because yeah. for the sole reason of basically saying fuck women, which is bullshit. Right. It's complete bullshit. Sex work can be a very empowering thing for a lot of women and should yeah. be an empowering thing for a lot of women because we've taken a lot of the things away from them that are empowering to them right. and kind of need to give them back. <laughs> and it's, and it, yeah, it's seriously, and it's not going in the right direction right now. Right. It was for a while, but it's, I mean, I'm sure she will have some opinions on the whole only fan things yeah. or thing that just happened. Which is back <clears> now, by the way, supposedly. Well, it never went away. It was right. supposed it was, to be. It was, it was supposed to go away. Then they changed their mind. You know the the reason why it was going away, or at least they were taking all like nude nude content away yeah, from explicit it. Explicit content, yeah. Yeah, was because of the banks. Right. It had nothing more, nothing oh, yeah. to do more yeah. than just fucking banks. It was banks, and that's bullshit. Like banks. Yeah. Like hello, we keep our money with you guys. You guys don't get to can fucking control what we spend our money right. on. Like fuck you. Yeah. How about we all just take our money out at once? What happens then? Chaos. Chaos. Complete chaos. Yeah. All right. Uh, she is in the room. Hey. Hi. What's up? How's it going? Good. How are you? Hi, Matt. Hey, Ron. I like the lights. Oh, thank you. On the wall. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot going on in here. <laughs> is that a cat or a dog? I see a tail. There's a, a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're running. Two dogs, three cats, 11 reptiles. 
and me. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I also have, t- I have two dogs and a cat, and then we're fostering three cats, three kittens right now. So yeah, I, I like my house full of animals, yeah. not these kinds. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. kind. yeah, yeah, humans suck. Yeah, they're not. They're not my favorite. <laughs> goes right along with the theme of uh, if, if they make any noise, Ron's dog sounds like Ric Flair when he barks. Oh, yeah? It literally woos. Yeah, it goes yeah. woo. Yeah, every- I'm here <laughs> you might for hear it. it. Yeah. You'll probably hear it at some point. So, yeah. you know. Awesome. He's, he's got friends tonight. <laughs> yeah, these guys might be, they should be well behaved, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's all good. Are you in Louisiana? I am. Yep. I uh, bought this house here up there? about a month ago, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's very cool. What part? Uh, Baton Rouge. Oh, nice. Yeah, born and very raised. Cool. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Felt like I couldn't abandon them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Louisiana is a cool state. Like, I know that's probably not something that a lot of people say, but. It really uh, is, though. It is. People, it is. You know, people underestimate it. I mean, we've got a lot of issues, you know, with the, the racism and stuff, but there's also so much guys. There's also so much diversity in culture, um, you know, and I just felt like I have a three month old puppy. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. But um, hey, hey, he just wants to be heard. He's, he's, he wants a voice. He's got something to say. Um, Yeah, I felt like whenever I, you know, kind of made it big, I was like, I feel like I can't leave the city. You know, if the liberals all leave, then what's going to change, you know? It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um, I've I've never been to. Oh, actually, I've driven through Louisiana. Um, you never been to Nola. You never been to Nola. No. Oh my god. I've never been to New Orleans. No. It's a fun place. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's a lot. It absolutely is. New Orleans, especially, is fun. It's super fun. It can it can be a super bad time if you let it too. But oh yeah. As yeah. long as you travel in packs, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> we do have a little bit of a gun issue here. You know, yeah, yeah. a little bit of high crime. Do you travel a lot for work? Like, do you have to go out to LA a lot? Um, I definitely did more of that in the beginning, probably about two and a half years ago. Um, but you know, as my career has, you know, taken off, I really don't have to do that as much anymore. Uh, and also I've, I've pretty much been traveling for the last six years of my life. Um, so I, I'm just kind of tired. Like I'm ready, you know, now that I bought a house, I'm like, man, I just want to be, you know, here just like with my family and my pets. And so I I travel like every other month now Okay, for work, for work at least. Right. So is it mostly to LA or do you go to Florida at all? Yeah, I do LA, Vegas, and Miami. I haven't done Miami in a while just because I've been shooting a lot for Brazzers, Reality Kings, um, which is mostly, hey, golly, which is mostly in Nevada. So um, yeah, I've kind of been sticking with Las Vegas and LA, which I hate LA. I'd rather Vegas any day. So yeah, Vegas is a super good time too. Yeah, well, and it's just so much more chill. Los Angeles is like not my scene. I mean, obviously, not my scene uh, <laughs> at all. I'm I, I'm with you. I I do like visiting Los Angeles, but it's mainly for the friends that I have there, right? And not much else. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have people there, so like you know, and I don't think the people there like me either. So it, you know, I, it's just not <laughs> not my scene. Not not enough nature. I'm, I yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. 
I lived in uh, Monterey, California, which is up north, and that was pretty nice um, back in the day. My brother's in, in the valley in L.A., so I go there every now and then. But, yeah, it's, it's so chaotic. Oh, yeah. And it's just. I was actually supposed yeah. to move to Humboldt right before I started oh, really? born. Yeah, and then some shit happened, and I changed my mind the, like the week of the move, um, which I'm actually really glad it went down that way. But NorCal is, like, amazing. Totally different. Totally different. That's where I belong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Northern, Northern California and Southern California. I, like, I am almost to the point now where, like, I'm completely agreeing with the conservatives in California, where those two places need to be different states. Yeah, yeah, they, they kind of do. Like, <laughs> totally different. I mean, yeah, yeah like, worlds apart. I've read a couple interviews uh, of yours, and um, you were a dancer at first, correct? Yeah, I was. I danced for um, about four years. Yeah. Okay. And you, you said that you uh, you did your first scene and you said your first scene went viral? It did. And that's kind of how you blew up? <laughs> yeah, God, that was a fucking mess. Um, what scene, what was it? Can it you was, describe it? Can you like, and how do you feel going into it being your first time? I have pretty much no fear, honestly. I mean, when it comes to performing, I, I just, it's so natural to me. I was a theater kid. Um, okay. So, you know, it's just always been what I do. So I was super excited and just like amped, you know, ready to do it. Um, now, I thought that I was just going to like try it out, see how I felt about it, you know, then make a decision down the line, you know, and that's not how it went down. Um, it, so I shot the scene and immediately after that week, I flew out of the country. And while I was out of the country, they released it but they had told me it was going to be released in like six months to a year. So it was released and immediately I'm getting just texts and calls from everyone oh, wow. back home. Like, dude, you're on the front page of Pornhub. You're on the front page of X videos. You're the number one trending video. And I'm like, I didn't think anyone was ever going to see this. I genuinely <laughs> believe that. So I was in Belize like shaking. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I didn't even make this conscious decision yet. You know, this was just like a trial run. Yeah, so it wasn't, you know, starting porn was not really a choice for me. It just took off that way. And at that point, you know, well, it had 20 million views and still the video is still like circulates today, um, which is just ridiculous. I mean, I guess it was, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like porn that much. So to me, I'm like, eh, could have been better. They basically watched it and were like, oh, this is really good. We're just going to throw this out there right now. I guess so. With no, yeah. no one let me know that. So yeah, and without without letting you know, yeah. Caught off guard when I had all these people, and I've always been notorious in Baton Rouge um, from pretty probably about twelve years old, I'd say. So when they saw this, they're like, oh, "We knew," you know, like they were just waiting <laughs> for the day, like just waiting. And so, <laughs> yeah, it was a, a huge scandal here. Um, and it's like not even that small of a city. Like it's a pretty decently sized city. And yet somehow yeah, I continuously end up being the to topic of conversation in many households. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, everyone had always, I had always been very sexually free. Um, you know, I was Tumblr famous at like 15 for naked yoga, which is like totally illegal, but I did it, you know? And so that was always a thing. And, you know, oh, she's a slut, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't yeah. about what sexual acts I was actually like doing. It was about just me being so open with my sexuality. 
So when I became a stripper, you know, no one was surprised. When I did porn, no one was surprised. Like this is right. totally, you know, Indica. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is her. She's gonna do it. You know. So it, yeah, it was it was a wild time, man. Uh, my parents ended up finding out probably about a month after it all went down. Okay, so they know. Oh yeah. So they're okay. Yeah. Oh, my dad makes jokes all the time. It's okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Are are you uh, are you happy with how everything has panned out? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, life just takes you where you're supposed to be, and so you know, to me, there's no wrong choices. There's no wrong steps. You know, um, this is where I am. I'm so grateful for the fucking beautiful life that this has given me. I could never even have imagined this, you know, in my life. That's all that matters. So, that's all that matters then. Yeah. If you're if you're happy with all of it, then that's all that really matters. Oh yeah. And my family is so supportive, you know. I mean, not like they're like, yeah, go suck dick. We're so proud of you. <laughs> not like that kind of supportive. <laughs> but, you know, if I'm happy and healthy and sober, then whatever whatever makes you happy, you know? And they yeah. really yeah. You know, it was a shock at first um, for the porn. I think their main concern was like, are you being like coerced into this? Which is like, because yeah. if you know me at all, you know, if you had to pick between being forced, you know, Indico's forced or she chose it, you would know that I chose it. But they're yeah. my parents. So, you know, they were mm -hmm. worried about that. And then I think also um, whoever called my mom and told her about this video, my mom has never watched porn <laughs> in her life. Okay. Not once, not once. <laughs> Not that she's approved, but I guess porn just wasn't really a thing for her. You know, yeah. they told her that I was being choked in the video, and so she thought that uh, I was being like oh no. abused. And I was like, "Mom, I had to tell her like, hey, that's the least of what I do. Like, that's really <laughs> that's nothing. So just yeah. be prepared for what you're going to hear." <laughs> but you know, <laughs> they're cool now. I mean, my I have a baby brother who is 21. And so, you know, obviously he deals with all the messages and yeah. all of mm -hmm. that shit. And my dad is a, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but oh, well, he's a teacher and he mm -hmm. deals with, he teaches middle school. He teaches eighth grade. Uh-oh. Eighth grade is a rough year for guys, well, for boys. Also <laughs> too, like if, if middle schoolers are anything nowadays, they are internet, internet detectives. I know. And they... <laughs> I mean, they really test my dad, but he's such, I mean, he's such a cool, he's such a cool dude. So, you know, they'll like be like, Hey, what does your daughter do again? And he's like, um, she's a boss ass entrepreneur. Any more questions, yeah. you know, <laughs> like just shuts it down. That's cool. I'm very, I'm very lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. I was going to say that is, it's awesome to have that support from, from the people who mean the most to you, you know, cause yeah. I could see how people who don't have that, how it could be like really, uh, anxiety ridden you know like just to kind of yeah, I mean I can't try to deal with it on the side imagine that you know and yeah. I really like to share my story a lot because I you know really want to break this this mold and the idea that you know I'm here because I have daddy issues I'm here because I was sexually abused you know whatever it is like there's this narrative that they have mm -hmm. for every sex worker right I don't fit any of it you know, my parents mm -hmm. have been married for 30 years. My parents are fucking incredible. They're liberal. They're intelligent. They're both intellectuals. Mm -hmm. You know, I was raised, I was very educated, you know, well-educated. I was never sexually abused in any 
you know, any capacity at all. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just want to, sh- I'm like, guys, like, cause people still comment on my shit today. Like, Oh, daddy issues. And I'm like, yeah, no, no. not at all. <laughs> I don't have any, I'm actually really fucking privileged, you know? Right. So I just want to break that story. Like, it's just, it's so old. Like, let it go. It's bullshit. Let yeah. It go. Like I'm here. I'm not even, I'm, I'm a lesbian. I don't even like men. I don't, I have yeah. not been with a guy unless it was for money. I have not been with a man since I was in high school, since I was 17 years old, you know? Wow. So like, I'm not even really here for that. You know, this is my job. I love to act. I love to be on camera and I like to entertain. And that's, I mean, that's it. That's all there is. There's no deeper story than that. You know? Yeah. I think it's important for you to tell that story too, because it's, I think, you know, people saying the daddy issue thing and all that stuff, it's, it's just their kind, their way of continuing to put down sex work um, as if you can't just choose to do it. You know what I mean? Like right. as if you are like dragged into it or something. Well, and it's a justification. You know, we still have this, once again, this narrative that women enjoying sex or enjoying sexual activities, it's like hard for them to, to believe. Like they're like, yeah. oh no, that can't be it. You must have been abused. Right, right. Shocker, yeah. women like to come too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know it's really you know, it's hard to grasp yeah. for you guys. But, you know, I mean, so I just, I try to just be really honest in any interview that I do. Because I'm like, man, I'm not going to be over here like, I don't know. You know, you have a lot of porn girls who are just like, oh, yeah, I love sucking dick. I'm like, girl, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're tired. You don't want to do that. You know, like, let's just be honest. And that helps break that that narrative. You know, I mean, that helps just to be honest and to be authentic. You know, it's something that I have found true in my life experience is that there is a, a million and a half dudes in this this country. I'm sure this world, but this country mostly because of the, the how our society works, who preach um, hard work. And they almost preach it to the point of where they, they want other guys to be slaves. Like hard work, hard work, hard work. But those same guys will not work anywhere near as hard pleasing their wife or their girlfriend. Amen. They only, yeah. And, and it, it, it drives me fucking bonkers because that, that to me, that's the place where you need to fucking work the hardest is if you're in a relationship, you need to work the hardest on like your uh, yeah. home and, and how happy you are and how happy your home is. Like, why won't the dudes that preach hard work, hard work, hard work, and like do it militantly preach it to other guys about their, you know, their wives, or their girlfriends or their boyfriends or their husbands. I mean, that's like, like, that like unlocked mystery of the planet. <laughs> it is. It's, it, it, it drives me fucking wild. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. I, I literally had a conversation with a, a girl, I think yesterday, who was asking me for some advice. And, you know, she was saying how she's with her boyfriend and like the sex just wasn't it. And, you know, so she's going to try to sleep with women. And, you know, my first thought is like, well, you might not like women, you know, but, but girls are coming to this conclusion because like, and this is just sexually, this isn't even emotionally, physically, you know, like this is like just sex wise, but you know, men are not paying attention to women's bodies. Like, no, it, it, I mean, they're just not. And it's crazy because to me, I'm like, you know, I'm a lesbian, right? So I fuck girls just like y'all do. And I can't imagine doing what these guys do. Like, that's embarrassing to think about like fucking a girl and not paying attention to her body language or like asking her, what do you like? What are you into? 
or, you know, taking constru constructive criticism. Like, I don't understand like where, I don't know if it's an ego thing or if it's just like primal. I don't know where the disconnect is, but it's there. Me neither. And it's I, yeah, not good. I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't understand it at all. Cause like if, uh, to work on your significant other mentally can be very, very difficult sometimes, but to work on your significant other physically in bed. That shouldn't be that fucking uh, hard. It's it a lot fucking easier than working on them mentally. I'll tell you that much. And if you do that, if you work hard at that, you will have to work way less hard in mentally. other areas absolutely yeah like way way less hard i mean we, we can tell them that all day but there's just some block there that they can't get past yeah. you know I, I i don't get it i, I it's rough it's really never very bad for the straight girls out there right now you know i mean it's <laughs> i do some of them at least you know like, and not all of them not all uh, yeah, of them yeah, but yeah, my generation yeah. though yeah yeah <laughs> i mean these dudes are out here like I don't know. It, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. And even what? being torn, I'm like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing right now? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's pretty bad, but I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going to change that. You know, I think, I mean, education, sex ed, yeah. you know, porn is not sex education. It's never, it's not. Me. but yet mm -hmm. it ends up being it a lot of times because people are not talking to their children about sex. Yeah, no, and that's a big issue. All. I grew up in a sex positive household. I was me too. Yeah, I mean, I I've been I was a really intelligent and intuitive child. So I think I asked at about four what sex was, and my mom was just like, "It's you know, it's this." Because like you couldn't lie to me, you know. I told my whole kindergarten class that Santa wasn't real. Like there was no <laughs> thing that even asked me. But I remember even asking my mom, like, "What's that string?" I was like four years old. I'm like, what's that string hanging out of your vagina? Like, <laughs> she's like, God, just shut up. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think sex education is probably where that change would start. Honestly, yeah. sex education at home, not in school, not online. Yeah. That, did you hear it? There was Ric Flair right there. There yeah. he is again. <laughs> Wait, that's so much more fun than my talk. <laughs> no, it's not fun at all. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting we're getting shirts made that's awesome i love it but what kind of dog is it it's a beagle okay yeah it makes so much sense now yeah there it was again yep. <laughs> i love it i love it what was the first scene you were in what was that scene the first was with hot guys fuck who fuck them i want everyone to hear that fuck them they're a disgusting company they do not they don't STD test. Oh shit. Oh, seriously? Yes, they're the only company in the entire industry that refuses to STD test. That's fucked it's up. Disgusting and it's disgusting and super wrong. fucked up. And they only yeah, hire that's... girls who are trying out for, you know, like they they target women yeah. and men who have never done porn before. Yeah, who don't know what they're doing. Right. Basically. And they also, you know, get you to do these extra scenes for no money when you have no knowledge of the industry. I mean, it's disgusting. It's truly, it's bad. How how do they how do they keep operating? How have they not been Because they make money. Uh they have they have money to pay lawyers. Yeah. I mean their their scenes do well. Uh I mean, because it's and yeah, mine did, you know. I mean, I think yeah. because it's genuine amateur shit. I mean, that's that's the only yeah, yeah. We have tried to make it 
known many, many times, because I'm not the only one, you know, who knows this and has this opinion. Well, it's not even an opinion. I mean, it's facts. Like if you're not taking care of your performer's sexual health, that is abuse in my opinion. Well, and they do gay. They do gay and bi with men. HRT, man. I mean, we just had an, a, like a full company, I mean, a full um, industry shutdown on, was it last Sunday? Because somebody tested positive for HIV in our testing. We use one testing um, service kind of that, that shares our results with every company. And one person came up with HIV and they shut down shooting for four days all, everywhere, all shooting just to keep like, us safe yeah. and to track down every person that that person was with and make sure nothing was spread. You know, I mean, that's like, it's very, very important. So for them to not be doing that and be shooting gay and buy porn, not okay. I mean, it's an industry. Yeah. And and one little thing like that can ruin an entire industry really quick. I mean. Well, no one wants to, no money is worth yeah. having AIDS. None. Not in my opinion, which is why I don't do buy scenes. But the first scene, I know you want to know. Um, it, it was with <laughs> Justin Hazel and it was like, I think hot, hottest girl on porn. I mean, like, let's see, I'll look it up. I I know it's got some ridiculous title. Um, so it was just, it was just boy, girl, just the two of you. Yep. And so it's funny, me and the guy in this video, we, it, so how they run things out there is it's kind of like porn summer camp. Okay. So they bought, they rent out this like dope house and you're in the house with like 10 other performers and you're all shooting that whole week. So me and this guy, had become like good friends throughout this week, like bros, you know? And so we knew that we had this scene coming up and we're like, all right, like, let's come up with a game plan. Like we got to do some cool shit. Like, what are we going to do? And so, you know, I'm like, well, I could do a split and like, I could do a headstand and then you'll like pick me up. Like, so we like really like put in some like creative effort here and it worked. <laughs> I mean, I did like a headstand and he like picked me up. It was like a whole thing. And um, that was definitely part of the appeal for it. Cause it was just kind of different, you know, compared to like the other stuff that they do. So, yeah, you know, see, see what happens when you get artistic people. It works. You know? People yeah. appreciate it. It works. Shit, shit, yeah, shit happens. People, love people it. like it. I don't know why I can't fucking find the video now. I see it all the time. Let's try X videos because it was it was trending <laughs> like for sure, for sure on X videos. Um, There's also your dreads that kind of stuck out too, like very unique. Yeah, yeah, that's a completely different thing that you know, well, it, it was never a thing in the industry. And you know, what's funny is now I've seen multiple other girl, well, white or white presenting girls with dreads pop up in mainstream porn. And I'm like, oh my God, like, that's cool. You know, cause that was really yeah. something that did not exist. It, it wasn't there. It was not there. So, you know, that's, that's a cool little like standard to be able to change and see that change. But I still have some companies that will not shoot for me because because of that black oh really yeah yeah which i understand black because they you know i think their prerogative is kind of you know white girl black guy right and i think that honestly i think that my dreads make me a little too cultural for for them for that for that idea that's that seems super weird to me. Well, I get requested for them every day. My fans comment on every yeah. picture that they post. Shoot indigo butt. Shoot indigo. I mean, why wouldn't they do it then? You know, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe they have some totally different reason, or maybe they just haven't gotten around to me. Which, I mean, it seems like it would be a money making venture for all parties. That's what I 
think, but I can see kind of what you're talking about, though, because you want because you're you're kind of going for the taboo of like the white girl, you know, you know the, the straight white girl, like the yeah, yeah. Right. So I think that I'm just a little bit too, you know, cultural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pedro, Pedro filled it in. Ah, uh, uh, that was probably the best one yet. God, I cannot fucking find that video. I see the other. I had another viral one from them though, which is Indica Flower lets Mr. Big Dick swing and Coke can Dick Marcus hit it from every angle. And that one is nice. <laughs> oh, it's a good tag. No, it's a good tag. Um, okay, Dick. It's not complicated at all. Yeah. Right. So long. I'm like, but it did. It has 15 million on X videos and 20 million on Pornhub. Nice. You know, so uh, their advertising worked. But yeah. yeah, clearly. Oh, the hot guys fuck babes, man. Once I, so right after the video went viral, obviously I was, you know, everyone's like, whoa, who the fuck is this? Where did this girl come from? Cause I literally came out of nowhere. I had never done this. Um, and so then, you know, the agencies start coming at you and, you know, and everybody's kind of trying to figure out like, what's she going to do? Where's she going to go? And, um, and I ended up signing with Hussey, you know, and I mean, I didn't really have a lot of knowledge of the industry or any knowledge of the industry at all, really. I mean, I knew sex work. I've done it for years, but I didn't know the ins and outs of the porn industry, which is like a totally different sex work thing. I mean, it's its own thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I signed with Hussey and obviously I made a good choice, you know, because two and a half years later and I continue to pick up traction all the time, you know? Um, so I guess I made a good and choice. You just, <laughs> and you just bought a house in Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, hey, that's uh... too bad. That's an accomplishment in itself, you know? Yeah, that was, I definitely wanted to get a house just as like an investment, you know, land, land yeah. investment, property as well. Hey, and it's a place you can always go to. Yes. You know? Yeah. My family's here and stuff. So I knew that having it's a house home. here would be beneficial regardless. So <clears throat> it's home, you know, there's, it's, I, I some... absolutely. It's, it's difficult for me to leave here. I think just, you know, I don't know. I know I completely I completely understand yeah like I feel like completely it's not right to like come up and then just like leave your city especially a city that has as much turmoil as this one does you know and like being a progressive liberal white person here is really important and you know so I feel like if I leave if we all leave right because we're all having the same thoughts oh this is terrible there's racism, segregation. I mean, this is not, you know, but if we all leave, then what is left? You know? Right. Yeah. It's like running from the issue instead of like working right. at it, you know? Yeah. 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 And this, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I've, I've been through a lot in the city. I've ran in a lot of different circles. I've, you know, been through crazy shit here. So I just feel like it's my personal duty, you know, as I get successful to give back to the city, kind of like Boosie, but he's like, he gets back way more than I do, but you know. Yeah. Well, whatever. Everybody, you know, yeah, everybody gives <laughs> I mean, back Lucy, on their own way. Lucy is also but, an incredible yeah. rapper who's like a millionaire times a million. So a little bit different there. <laughs> and he's like a legend. We actually went to the same high school. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lucy's a big deal down here. It's a big college town, too, right? Because LSU is in Baton Rouge. Yeah. <sighs> Fun time. <laughs> I feel, I feel you're... I feel I your pain. Away from that part of town. 
<laughs> Although it's like in, you can't really get that far from it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. LSU. Yeah. That's a, my, both of my parents went there. My brother's there. I will never give them my money. Yeah. <laughs> I've got way too many opinions, you know, it's just, don't, don't blame me. Like it's, it's just run by the 1% in Baton Rouge, you know, these fr- fraternity and sorority families. Um, yeah. It's not inclusive. You know, yeah. It's not. I mean, it, the more money you have, the more benefits you get. And who, who continue to fill their pockets till they overflow probably a hundred times over from money coming from fucking athletes who they never have to give a cent to. It's, yeah. It is fucking ridiculous. It's just not, you know, and they don't, and don't have to lift a finger to do it either. I just don't. I just I could not give them my money because uh, I went to school the first time um, and I did herbalism. I had started in nursing and switched to herbalism. I finished that in 2017 or 2018. And then now I'm actually back in school. I'm in school full time trying to get my master's. Um, so nice. All right. Fuck yeah. Very cool. are, what, what uh, are you still going with herbalism? Uh, well, so. I'm in social work um, with a focus in addiction and recovery. Um, like I said, I'm four years sober. I grew up in AA and I am also in AA myself. Um, and so I want to kind of combine both of those things, you know, uh, like integrative medicine for addiction and recovery. Because I know when I was trying to get clean the, this last time, um, I was looking for a place like that. and. I couldn't find it or the ones I did find were like a hundred thousand dollars. You know, who's going to call their mom and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm a crackhead and I need a hundred grand. So, you know, I mean, that's not, so I think my entire, the big goal in the long run is to open a recovery center that is integrative and doesn't cost, isn't integrative for only the 1%, you know, like make herbal medicine available to everybody because it should be it's the fucking land like why is there a huge price tag on natural medicine like i mean that's just insane to me it's you know because it's not conventional and that's not how the fda or pharmaceutical companies make money so bad i'm like we profit off this land so much already and like now we have these things that can really heal people you know and we're like yeah no we're gonna profit off that too for sure like have have you ever read uh or so going into that genre, have you ever read um, the books Chasing the Scream or Lost Connections? They're, they're oh, two connected books. I love books. reading, so I will definitely. Uh, yeah, so uh, this guy, Johan Hari, wrote both of these oh, books. Oh, he told me his name before. Yeah, they're, you just because of the last two basic paragraphs out of your mouth, you need to read both of these books, okay, Chasing I'm the Scream and Lost Connections. Yeah, they are... Uh, they are kind of life-changing books. I, that's my favorite kind of book. Especially diving into the area of what you were just talking about. Yeah. If that's what your your life is right now, read those two books. Yeah, no, I would sure. love to. I grew up in a community of healers. My um, So all of my aunts were nurses, but they also are all healing touch practitioners. Uh, my aunt, the one I was closest to, um, was part of the Hindu community and also the uh, Native Indigenous community here. So, you know, at 15, I was being brought to grandmother elder circles and um, chanting every Sunday, you know, with the Hindu uh, priestess. You know, I had some really cool experiences at a really young age um, dealing with spirituality and culture. So, I I mean, I really had a very different upbringing than 
anyone in Louisiana. So people, you know, <laughs> yeah. when they hear Louisiana, they're like, oh, you know, but I'm like, yeah, yeah but I'm like that one person who did not have that experience at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I mean, I'm sure my perspective is a little different because I did have all of those experiences. You know, I was lucky, real lucky. You, you are lucky. I, I can, I mean, my personal experience tells me it as well. Yeah. Mine was similar. Uh, my mom was a naturalist and my dad was uh, a Hare Krishna. So very similar to Hinduism. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, somewhat the same thing, I mean, but yeah. Well, I had a, yeah, naturalist. Yeah. yeah. If we want to get into yep. it. Yeah. Same, same kind of upbringing. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know. It, granted, you know, my parents were divorced. Yours weren't, but still, regardless, it's uh <laughs> Yeah. That's, you know, everybody's divorced these days. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. I know, but even, you know, that's funny because I'm like, even like the odd one out in that way, you know, that my parents have been together for 30 years. I'm like, God, that's yeah. crazy. That's like a weird thing. People are like shocked when you say that, you know? I'm like, and they're like, oh, but like, are they happy? Or like, right, right. no, like they're really, <laughs> they love each other a lot. I'm like, yeah, no, they're not just like staying. We're gone. The kids have been gone, you know? So they want to get out they could have done it <laughs> yeah yeah well good for them you know like they're it's a cool example but also a little unrealistic you know they like met in london they were both on a study abroad trip for lsu but separately and they both oh, wow. lived here and then they, but they met in london on this trip you know i'm like okay like that's not, never gonna happen to me like why would you set these expectations up you know <laughs> And then they're like married by 25 and like have this incredible, I'm like, God, man, I, I, I'm not there. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be there. <laughs> Me and women, it's a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Never ending problem is what it is. <laughs> Mostly me, I'm the problem. Hey, but that's, that's the first step, right? The first yeah, step is making the problem, you know? That's right. First step is looking in the mirror and telling yourself that you're the problem, not pointing fingers elsewhere, you know? That's Absolutely. It is. I, it's the first I'm a step. wild soul and that's just never going to change, you know? And so and I'm a lot. I'm really different and I do have a lot of opinions and a lot of them are just really unnecessary and I can see how it would be hard to be my partner. <laughs> it's hard to be me. So, I I see it, you know? <laughs> Hey, but whatever. If you're happy, you know, like I said earlier, if you're happy, that's that's what matters, you know. Absolutely. That's really everything. So we usually interview like people from like punk bands. That's kind of like, you know, Matt and I both play in a punk band and you know, we've been in that scene for years and years, but what uh like what's your favorite type of music and what are you listening to these days? Music has always been important in my life. My dad is big in music. Um so, you know, growing up, I didn't have much of a choice. It was the B-52s. Um, oh, that first B-52s record is so good. It's the very it's first so one. Good. Oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and my so my name is Kate. And one of the, you know, her name was Kate. And so, uh, but anyway, you know, so <laughs> I had a very interesting uh, music, you know, childhood growing up. You may um, or may not have been named after a B-52 is what you're saying. I don't know, man. <laughs> Either way, I was like, oh my God, that's me, you know, at six years old. But um, so I definitely am more, I don't think it really has a genre. I guess it would be considered alternative, but it's like spiritual music, I guess. So like hippie shit. Um, Trevor Hall has been really important throughout my life. My mom, my aunts, everybody, Trevor Hall is a big, a big thing for our household. Um, Nako and Medicine for the People, 
Oh, poor Nako. He mm. had an interesting, uh, interesting history. But <laughs> he will always be one of my favorite artists. Um, so a lot of like spiritual music with a little bit of like activism in it. Like Nako's music is super spiritual, but also has a lot of native um, activism in it. And I really, I love that. Uh, he's done a lot for the indigenous community in the United States, but um, Modest Yahoo, Tribal Seeds, but then I also fuck with like old school reggae. I mean, like Steel Pulse, I'm with uh, Peter Tosh. I've seen Ziggy Marley. I've seen um, The Wailers. I've seen uh, Stephen Marley. You know, I mean, just, just the traditional reggae too. That was a big thing in my uh, childhood. My dad actually introduced me to reggae and Rastafari. So um, yeah, definitely alternative. But then I also do listen to a lot of trap. Like super, like not even just rap, but like trap, you know. I am from Baton Rouge, and you know, that is part of me too. I call myself a trap hippie, you know. I've got both the, those sides to me, and both of them fight each other every day. It's like I want to punch you in the face, but I'm also supposed to be enlightened, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I've found, you know, I'm just I try to embrace both sides of it. Um, but yeah, and then I also, you know, I'm a deadhead. I love Grateful Dead till I. Till I die. Uh Stevie Nicks, oh, Donovan. Um, yeah, so I I mean the reggae and like the 70s and the spiritual music all definitely kind of go together. Um, and then the trap is like a whole other thing. Totally <clears throat> are, you, are you a uh, are you a Damian Marley fan at all? Yes, every single yeah. of the Marley. I mean, I literally all, all cry the Marlies, at yeah. every Marley show I attend, it's like a spiritual awakening. I mean, and you know, um, Ziggy Marley is so much like Bob that it like, I mean, that's yeah, true talking about it. I, the first time I saw him and my parents have gotten me these tickets to every one of these concerts. Like my parents are fucking awesome. So when I was 16, they got me my first Ziggy Marley, um, tickets. And I just remember that was just like, I could just see Bob in him, you know? And I was like, I think second row. And I just, I was just so like, my breath was just knocked out of me. Like, oh, I could cry like just talking about it. Cause they're just such <laughs> yeah. influential people in, you know, the the black movement and it, yeah. Rastafari movement, especially, you know which is something that's very dear, very dear to me. And um, yeah, I mean, just super, super fucking cool. And the Whalers and Steel Pulse, I've seen them as well. And like that, once again, that is also a very enlightening experience. Um, yeah, so cool shit. A lot of cool shit. Cool experiences. You can only imagine. I, very cool. Yeah, I'm not a huge reggae fan as well. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I like old and new, you know. Tribal Seeds, like I fuck with them heavy. But now those are those are white Rastas, which is totally fine. Um, but that's definitely a newer yeah. age. Yeah, you know, yeah. <clears throat> I've been listening to Tribal Seeds for ten years, you know, um, or like you know, Revolution. Oh, I know Revolution. Do you know? Do you know who uh, Eka Mouse is? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they sing that ganja smuggling song. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he goes back long. Yes. Yes. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I, um, I've listened to the same music since I was thirteen. It doesn't same here. Yeah. And I'm 43. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it stays the same. I mean, I definitely had my scene phase at like 12. And I was listening to like, oh, Asking Alexandria. 
and falling in reverse, Ronnie Radke, you know, those really disgusting mm -hmm. bands. <laughs> I couldn't even do My Chemical Romance. It had to be like the gross, you know, uh, Sleeping with Sirens. Like it had to yeah. be like the most tweeny, angsty band <laughs> that there was. And every now and then I still listen to it. I'm not gonna lie. But like only alone in the car. Like nobody can yeah. listen. <laughs> like that is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but I do still listen to it like that. <laughs> yeah, you got to have your guilty guilty pleasure in music. Yeah, well, yes. Ronnie Radke was like the heartthrob for me, and so and I still kind of think he's kind of hot, and I don't even like dudes, you know. But I think that's more of like a trauma, a trauma bond <laughs> that I have with him. Oh, wild time. What do you do for fun? Do you go to a lot of shows, concerts? Um, I did. Obviously, COVID, we've been in COVID for a very long time now. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So Both of our bands that. have felt that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I've not been to, I don't think, any shows other than my baby brother's. Um, he plays music and... Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. Kind cool. of a <laughs> alternative, like, soft rock um and sometimes some like 70, you know, kind of Donovan vibes, um, but he's really, really talented. And so he does a lot of local, any local festivals or anything we have here, he's always, they always play. So um, I've seen him a lot, but I don't think I've really gone to any like actual shows since COVID. Um, I'm definitely in, like very COVID conscious coming from nursing school and a family of nurses. Yeah. Hypochondriac a little bit, you know, so I right, right. pretty well behaved for COVID, you know. How was the, the porn industry the past year? I think that that answer differs with who you talk to. Um, okay. You know, I think the girls that live in LA and Vegas probably had a really tough time. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, porn is not even close to my main source of income. Like porn is- Right, okay. Porn at this point is a commercial for me. You know, I get it. Yeah, I pretty much break even or maybe even in the negative on those trips because, you know, I'm not going to I like to stay in nice places. I like to, you know, I'm not going to just like go out there and stay in a motel, you know. So at the end of those trips, typically I just try to break even. Um, but it's an investment for me, you know, my time and right. you know, the, the work I put in is an investment because, you know, my OnlyFans is really good. Um, <clears throat> and then I also launched my personal site last November. Um, and that's done really well. And then, you know, I've, I've definitely tried to branch out, um, not necessarily from sex work, but just into other things, you know, like I did my inked magazine interview and I got invited to join cameo. So I'm going to be doing cameos. Apparently I was getting requested oh, a lot and you know, that's not sex work at all. I mean, you definitely right, right. goes on for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so not shooting for me was like really refreshing and grounding. I was like, oh my God, I don't have to travel. Like, this is fucking yeah. amazing. You know, I did all right. of these projects I've been wanting to do. Like it was a really, really nice break. Um, but for the girls that porn is their main source of income, I could imagine it was probably really, really tough. Uh, right. The shooting stopped for the most part. I mean, there were some people shooting, but for the most part it stopped. Um, mm. But also I think that's a good you know, it can be looked at as a good lesson because it showed a lot of those girls, hey, you need to have multiple streams of income, you know, which I learned from dancing yeah. way back when, you know, that was a lesson I learned the fucking hard way. Because um, Louisiana actually had made a law that you had to be 21 for a while. And now it got reversed, but I lost 
my job overnight, you know? So I learned like, okay, you can never rely on one thing. You know, you've got to have different things going at all times. Um, so yeah, quarantine for me was like a really nice experience. I'm really hoping we go back. Um, <laughs> but like, also that's like hella selfish, you know, not for the people that would be negatively affected, but like, I really, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, for but sure. the porn industry, the industry itself did not take much of a hit. It probably actually grew, you know, I know only- I was gonna say, cause you have more people. Yeah, you have more dudes sitting at home doing nothing. Right. <laughs> so. But you know what happens when they're bored. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and they've these companies have like backlogs for like two years yeah. of content. You know, oh, I have wow. yeah. that don't get released for fucking ever, which is really frustrating. But you know, they're they're set. They're always set. So they're good. You know, it's the it's the people who are relying <laughs> on it for um, you know, as their main source of income who struggled. So, but the industry itself, they're fucking fine. They'll always be fine. Since you mentioned it, because I, uh, in our introduction before I talked about it, since you mentioned your OnlyFans does well, uh, that's a big thing right now. Yeah. What are your opinions on it? Because I have mine and the banks can, you know, kiss a lot of people's asses because that's always been my. uh... (laughs) For sure. I mean, for sure. You know, I don't think there's much difference in opinion for really anybody who's been affected by this. Um, I understand what went down. I get it. I mean, I get it. They're they're billionaires and they wanted financial backing. And it was either, hey, you need to hemorrhage this money and and get these people to start moderating every single post, which is a lot of fucking work. Or you can just tell them to fuck off and sex workers are gone. Right. Mm-hmm. I get it. If I was them. I might have made the same decision, you know? I mean, that's a lot of time, a lot of effort. And when you have that much money, you don't start, you don't care anymore about putting in that time and effort. Like, that's like, fuck that. We've already, I mean, no, you yeah, know? But, but at the same time. <laughs> well, was it a smart choice? No. Yeah, yeah, right. They cost themselves millions of dollars already? Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, what's a million? to a company that has made $6 billion in the past, what, year? Maybe yeah. two years, you know? Not a million much. came real small after that, especially when it's just two dudes in the UK, like y'all making bank, you know? Um, but I mean, it's fucked up, it is fucked up. I mean, sex workers have been, I mean, this is like the least of the shit that, that we've been through as a whole, like as a community. Um, but this is the first time, and this is the cool part of it, this is the first time that civilians have gotten involved and stood in solidarity yeah. with us. And it's and that's pretty fucking awesome to see. It us. is fucking it's really fucking awesome. And uh and if uh if I'm not mistaken, I think there has been some changes made in the last day or two. Well, they reversed it. Yeah, they, they did. It's it. not gonna happen yeah. now, right? Yep. And yeah. which and is cool. And weird. a lot of people are pissed. I mean, which I also yeah. understand. Am I getting off of OnlyFans? No. no. Why would you? I have 4,000 subscribers. Why would you? Damn, that's awesome. That's a terrible choice for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? cool. Why would you? But I get that some people feel that their trust has been broken. They don't trust. But also, you know, it all comes down to like being an entrepreneur. I mean, my personal assistant, when this went down, it was like, all right, every piece of content needs to be transferred into a Dropbox so that if this ever happens, I don't even have to give a single fuck. 
So I'm prepared now. But, you know, it comes really down to like, do you want to put in the work or not? And a lot of people just don't want to put in the work to like have that security for themselves. Um, and I know that, I don't know, maybe time and money are parts of that, but I'm very lucky to have my personal assistant. I don't know what I would do without her, but well, I, mean, I do pay her, you know, so. Well, you know, <laughs> work is something that some people don't want to do. It's just. Yeah, which is understandable too, man. It's yeah, not. Fun, yeah, you know? it's. I'm not, I'm not hating on people that don't want to work. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, if you put in the work, honestly, you will be okay. You will you be know. okay. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I just took it as like, all right, I've got my backup plan in place. If this happens again, no big deal. I'm good. I've got another platform that's set up and waiting in case anything ever happens. If something happens, all I have to say is, all right, guys go here instead. And you know, I have a very loyal fan base as well. Um, it's actually like shocking. A lot of the times I'm still, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm like, what? You know, where, how? Like, why do these people love me so much? You know, but they're- I think it's because you're I, super genuine. And I really, I do really, really yeah. try to keep it authentic. Um, yeah. And, you know, I feel like there has been a payoff for that. My fan base is really, really loyal. And I had full trust that they would follow wherever I went, you know? Um, so for, and now once again, that's coming from a p position of privilege and I completely recognize that and understand that not a lot of people were in that same position. And so I definitely sympathize and, um, empathize with these people. You know, I understand that a lot of people were really, really scared and, you know, thought their children weren't going to be able to be fed and that their bills weren't going to be able to be paid. And I completely understand that. And that breaks my heart, which is why you know, I did speak out about it and post, you know, on Twitter, I, you know, I did talk about it um, because I felt like even though maybe it wasn't affecting me personally, but I'm still, you know, a fellow sex worker and I'm going to stand up for my people. You know? But at the end of the day, you just got to have a backup plan, man. I mean, it makes me so sad to see these girls. I'm like, God, there's so much potential. Like, you know, porn is a stepping stone and it opens up a door to like a whole new world. And you've got to take advantage of that. I mean, you have to. Like, it's goofy not to, you know? But you can only tell people so much. I mean, they're going to do what they want to do. So I've kind of given up on that, honestly. <laughs> My agent used to try to get me to like, he'd be like, okay, can you talk to this new girl and tell her, you know, all the things you do? And I'm like, okay, you know, but after a while, it's like, why am I doing this? Like, they're going to do what they want to do, just like I did six years ago. <laughs> I learned shit the hard way. I mean, I was in a club when... <laughs> Holly, um, <laughs> life with pets. Oh, <laughs> Wait, do you have reptiles? I have 11. <laughs> 11 reptiles? Yeah, I keep exotic reptiles. Oh, what? What? Nice. All right, so I got to know. Okay. All right, so I have a four foot python. That's Lilith. Shit. Yeah, she is <laughs> um, a super blast pinstripe. So she's like yellow, um, just oh. a super cool morph. She's seven years old. She's got about 30 more years to go. Yes, she does. Uh, <laughs> and then I have a one-year-old, um, just basic bearded dragon. He, I adopted him. Um, he's missing some toes and part of his tail. Oh, but poor buddy. It, he was, a, I think he came from a breeder. So that probably just happened in the breeding process, but he's totally fine. Great. He's so sweet. They're um, good. They're great pets. I, I've had, I had a couple of those in the past. Yeah. I love them so much. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, they're they're cool creatures. Um, and then I have a Cuban false chameleon. 
um, which is an anole. I think if you, I think that's the right pronunciation, an anole. Um, so it's not actually a chameleon, but it is called a Cuban false chameleon because it kind of looks similar to a chameleon, but like this guy looks prehistoric. Like I've never seen a reptile that looks as prehistoric as he does. <laughs> like huh. it's, it's a weird creature. Um, and then I have a veiled chameleon who's a year and a half old. I've had him since he was this little. Um, and he is a dick, but I love him. <laughs> He's very mean. <laughs> he loves me, but like anyone else, like don't, yeah. don't even look at him. Like he, <laughs> he does not like to be looked at. Um, and then I have a baby panther chameleon who's like a total sweetheart, total opposite. Um, and then I have two crested geckos, which are the ones with the eyelashes. Um, nice. And I have two leopard geckos. One of them is completely albino, so he's completely clear. Oh, cool. oh wow. And then the other one is uh, clear, but has bright orange down her back. Um, so those guys are super, super pretty and were like special morphs. Um, and then I also have a baby beardy who is a special morph. She's like het zero translucent. So she's got super cool patterning um, on her back. Um, she's a bitch. She's not, it's going to take a lot with her because she's really <laughs> mean, uh, but she's only like six months old. So she's got time. Um, and then he's not living with me anymore, but I did have a um, Argentinian blue albino tegu. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. Are those? Yeah, you gotta have a big area for those guys. Yes, and I did. You know, I did have him, um, but he he was about a year old, and he was going through what they call guberty, which is tegu puberty, <laughs> and they are very, very fucking mean. And these this guy has like, I think it was like four hundred newtons of force in his jaw. I mean, if they bite your finger, like yeah, you're it's screwed. Gone. Yeah, right. You're screwed. And, his tail they also tail whip and like that shit fucking hurts so in the process of moving i just felt like because i loved him so much i couldn't manhandle him and that's what he needed like you have to show them that you're the alpha and i couldn't do it so a girl i met a girl in lake charles which is two hours away she had like four other tegus and like she came to pick him up and i'm you know he's gonna go live with her and she just like grabbed him and like put him in the box. And then like two days later, sending me pictures of them snuggling. I'm like, <laughs> like all it took was the one time where she just grabbed him and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. But like, yeah. I sobbed for days when she took him. Like it was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But I do plan on getting another Tegu in the future, but it's going to be a full grown adult who already has a temperament that I'm aware of. I got this guy as a baby and they're just, they're wild animals, you know? I yeah. mean, yeah. you know, I see them very docile on TikTok and I just did not get one of those. So. <laughs> did not want him to fucking kill us. So. <laughs> and he, he was an escape artist. So he'd get out and he wouldn't want to go back in the cage. And so I was very concerned he was going to attack one of my mammals. And right. I like couldn't live for myself if something happened to either of them. So it just ended up being better, but yeah. So I have a whole reptile room in my house that are just nice. reptiles. Yeah, it's a lot. Very cool. <laughs> Fun stuff, you know? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. It like combines, because I love gardening and I love nature. And so all of their habitats are um, bioactive. So it combines my like pet obsession with my gardening obsession, because I get to make 
these exact environments for each of these animal animals. And so it's that's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That is cool. That's my biggest hobby for sure. Nice. My, that's cool. It's, it's it's awesome to 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 know that somebody could be successful like you on like with sex work and you know with only fans and, and kind of being an entrepreneur like you're you know because you have to have the brain for it you know you have to have that absolutely you know you can't you have to have that business brain and it seems like you do yeah well that's people don't you know there's this also another idea that sex work is like the easy route right and i get that comment all the time like oh you took the easy route you open your legs and that's all you do i'm like mm-hmm Hell no, what are you talking easy. about? Because yeah. I'm exhausted all the time. I mean, I was in Target today picking up toilet paper. I was literally in the toilet paper aisle when the Target employee goes, are you famous? Like, across <laughs> Target. I'm like, uh, yeah. Like, what am I supposed to say? Like, it was different because usually they're just like, oh, indica flower, you know, but this guy's like, are you famous? I'm like, oh, oh. Like, nope, sure there not. There are families here. And so then, of course, this lovely husband and wife and their infant come up to me and are like, what are you famous for? I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't go anywhere anymore without somebody saying something, which typically I really don't mind. I don't. Um, but it does get a little... Um, invasive i think as far as like i don't really feel like i can just throw on sweats and look really fucked up and go to the store because someone is always watching you know so it kind of does fuck that part up a little bit i feel like i have uh, like expectations i constantly have to meet in public which is exhausting it's tiring i mean it is do you deal with a lot of bullshit like I'm, i'm sure like some dudes probably think oh she's a sex worker so you know, she's definitely all I have to do is just go talk to her and, you know, I'm going to try to fuck this girl or something. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm, a, I'm sure you get messages like that all the time. Oh, for sure. But I'm a hard ass. I mean, I am like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not super friendly. Um, and that probably comes from no, I'm not super friendly to strangers. Now, if you're yeah. a fan who comes up and is polite and wants a picture, that's totally cool. Totally cool. But, you know, men who, have some idea that they're gonna like hit on me or get something out. Right. I'm like, like I will, I'll punch you in your face. I don't care. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Let's not forget, I am from Baton Rouge, and I will. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I'm real sweet and all, but like, I'll kill you. <laughs> you know? Um. So honestly, I don't deal. I mean, in my DMs, you know, but in person, people are so intimidated by me that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't have to worry about it too, too much. Yeah, I think most dudes are a lot of talk when it comes down to it. Oh, for sure. And like, even if they do yeah. come up, you know, they might ask questions and stuff, but even my demeanor towards men is not flirtation. I mean, like, you know, men to me are, are, are bros. Like you're a dude, yeah. you know, we're yeah. friends. Like, so, so even, you know, my, how I interact with them, I feel like doesn't really mislead them in any way. You know, I think it makes mm-hmm. it pretty clear, like what this is going to be. Right. Even on set, like, you know, some of my favorite people to work with, like we're bros. And then the camera's mm-hmm. on and I'm like, oh, daddy, you know, but like camera's <laughs> off. And I'm like, so dude, like what you been up to, man? You know, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's very different, you know? <laughs> right. It's interesting. It's interesting. Do you see it? Do you notice like some of the studios like um, freaking out because of OnlyFans? Like 
because I, I would I would assume that well, may, and maybe I'm wrong that you know since OnlyFans is so popular and so easy to join and just you know you could look at your favorites porn stars or whatever on OnlyFans that it's taking away from the porn industry kind of like Netflix and the movies you know I don't think anything can take away from the free porn industry you know yeah. um there's a lot of free porn out there so Pornhub yes, like is. you don't have anything to worry about but right you do have sites that have subscriptions right um but at the end of the day men are so willing to pay for porn there's enough to go around um right. and also there is something to say you know you don't really and i'm definitely not on mine i can't speak for everybody but you don't get a brazzers quality produced film on my only fans you know right. join my only fans to see my personal sex life it's yeah. kind of how i i see it um some people produce things for their only fans you know but yeah. there's a difference in quality um, and plot, you know, like the acting and, you know, you right. get 4K and the sound. I mean, it's a very different experience to go watch a, one of my, you know, Reality King scenes, whereas watching my OnlyFans. But they want both, you know, they want both. And so they pay for both. I mean, I'm, I'm sure at some point they were probably kind of worried, but like, I don't think it's such a big industry. I just don't think there's just so much to go around. Like there's not, it's not going to cancel one or another out, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Now I know there, I know porn companies do not like Pornhub. I know that for sure. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, Pornhub's like kind of <laughs> fuck their shit up, you know, porn used to yeah. be, I mean, it's amazing now, but like, you know, in the early two thousands or like the late nineties, I would kill to be a porn star back then. Like that, yeah. those were the yeah. fucking days. Like you had to like so go to a store and buy movies. Yeah. I mean, it was so <clears> different. <throat> yeah. You didn't have Pornhub. You know, now right. somebody, some incel out there is going to record your entire scene and go post it on Pornhub. It's just how yeah. it is, you know, which that can yeah. affect me, but that does affect the companies, you know? Right. So I don't know, but I, they're so fucking wealthy, man. Well, I just can't. I have to imagine that that is uh, part of the reason why the whole like authenticated thing happened with that industry, which yeah. you know caused a major hiccup with the dude bros who pay for that kind of stuff or don't pay for it more more precisely, right? Oh yeah, that shit irritates me to the end of the world. Like, cause you get a you know, I've, especially with the OnlyFans thing that went down. You know, all the incels come out like fucking cockroaches, and. <laughs> I'm mean, just like, like here they all are. I'm like, y'all been so quiet. Now you're fuck. Oh, yeah, so now, yeah, yeah. Now they all of a sudden have a voice and want to speak up, from, right? From their parents' basement. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> but you know, they were saying like, I'm just gonna go watch your porn for free on Pornhub. Yeah. I'm like, all right, go ahead. That's disgusting, dude. Like you're <laughs> yeah. gross. Like, yeah. You will never get pussy in real life if yeah. this is how you're acting. <laughs> yeah. like, that's just it is what it is. Like that's fucking gross. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, comment that all you want, but you're only hurting yourself. Like, that's right. we pay for the porn around here, you know. I mean, my only man was nine ninety nine, yeah. and I have seventeen hundred posts. Like, yeah. And I even, you know, post stuff on my scenes that I probably shouldn't. Like, I mean, I really, you know, I really post a lot. So I post every day, and my messages are constantly answered. Um. So, you know, I mean, there's, that's a that's totally cool. different experience. And that's really the, the, the chatting is the big thing. That's what they're paying for, for the most right. part. Cause that's the only, 
you know, Twitter and Instagram, I don't respond to those DMs. Actually, like yeah. I really just so happen to see y'all's. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I was surprised. It's so rare. <laughs> it's so rare. And I'm, I'm, it's sad because I miss a lot of opportunities. But there's just so yeah. much in those DMs. Like, yeah. And now, actually, I am starting to have my PA go through and and you know try to make sure I don't miss stuff like this. Um, but in the past, I just I was like so overwhelmed by it that I was just like, no, I just don't, I just don't even look. When I first reached out to you, I was like, man, I doubt she even looks at her DMs because it's probably just dudes like con- <laughs> it's just going to get lost in that. And then when you hit me up, when you when you hit me back, I was like, oh, shit. Awesome. Because well, I'm really trying to like <laughs> make an effort, you know, because I want to do stuff like this. And so I just happen to see it, you know, and so yeah. trying to make more of an effort because cool. that really is important to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, the amount of like messages I get saying take my virginity every day is like wow. i'm actually really like considering doing like a, a, an auction like who <laughs> wants their virginity taken the most yeah. the highest bidder gets to lose their virginity to me that was, that's that's a smart business i mean it's, <laughs> i bet you that the amount would be ridiculous they ask all the time like all the time i'm like how old are y'all though like like what age range are we talking about? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, do you even have money of your own? Like, <laughs> would this be a good move? No, it's know. it's their parents' money for sure. I'm I'm cool with that. I'll take your dad's money. Yeah, <laughs> money is money. I don't care where it comes from. Okay, <laughs> I'll fuck your dad too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, Indica in the strip club probably would. For the right price, but today, nah, we're on big, big girl shit now. That's right. <laughs> I, just, yeah, I ran a little game in the club, you know. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Get that extra, honestly, extra flow. I wish I could have said it was for the money, but I'm an adrenaline junkie, so yeah, <laughs> it really was. It was like, hey, this is why I feel like I'm in Wolf of Wall Street right now. This is great. Let's do it again. You know, the money was cool, but. That's where the uh, that addiction comes from, though. That's the adrenaline. Yeah. Not like you know, I didn't have any trauma or anything. I'm just such a fucking adrenaline junkie. Like, yeah, I always want to feel on top of the world, you know. So I was actually yep. I was doing some of the escorting stuff. I had been sober um, probably about a year and a half, and so then I was like, wait, this makes me feel a lot like Coke did. Like, this is a pretty yeah. good high here, you know. So yep. ended up kind of doing that too, but. I mean, I support every form of sex work. If you're if you're comfortable with it and it's not damaging you mentally, physically, emotionally, go for it. Absolutely. I just happen to be one of those people that it just doesn't affect. Me. I mean, it just doesn't. Yeah. I don't. Maybe something's wrong with I don't know because people act like something's wrong, you know. But it doesn't affect. And I think also being gay is part of that because mm-hmm. um, that's very separate, right? If I was straight, I think that would probably get weird, you know. But for me. It really is work. It, it really is acting because like I don't have any sexual or um, like emotional attraction to the male species. Like I, it's just not there. Yeah. So I was going to say it's probably easier for you to separate the two. Right. Like I'm like this. Easier hard, than. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, so it's very different. I don't know. As a straight girl, I don't know if I could have done it, but maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say. We'll never Do you have an um, embarrassing story that you're willing to tell? <laughs> Uh, like in what what kind of embarrassing i don't know like some <laughs> just a, a, in your acting or in your filming like i need something well i kind of mentioned that, like i said bit. that you're willing that you don't mind people hearing uh, about i know i'm very open 
Okay. <laughs> um, I, I kind of like touched on it in that Inked Magazine interview. Um, you know, when I first started shooting, I think probably after my first like official scene, once I signed with Hussey, my agent and the owner of the company were like, so that was great and all, but you know, you really gonna have to work on your faces because you look disgusted. And they showed me pictures from the scene where I was mm -hmm. sucking dick and I was like, like literally like <laughs> lifted mouth, like disgusted. Cause I was, I'm gonna be honest, I yeah. was. Like, you know, I mean, it was very, it was a big transition, you know? So I've come a long way with my reactions to male genitalia. Um, <laughs> You're like, just, yeah, I yeah, was. Yeah. I totally was. Maybe cut those out. I don't know. Yeah. I, like, it was tough. Like, I was like, uh, you know, I mean, it was tough. Um, I feel like that's probably, though, the most embarrassing thing that's happened in porn. I mean, I feel like everything's been pretty kosher, you know? I don't know. I mean, no. That's cool. The dancing and the escorting days, there was a lot of wild shit that happened back then. But as far as in porn, other than me being grossed out by men, um, which is since that's like the biggest part of my job. Uh, but other than that, yeah, um, I think everything's been pretty, pretty chill. Cool. I'm lucky because I've heard some fucking horror stories, man. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Especially anal. <laughs> sure. I don't do anal and for a good fucking reason. <laughs> like I have IBS. Y'all do not want me doing anal. Like I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I don't think it would be good. Like, I have a really bad feeling about it. <laughs> yeah. But you know how many people would be into that, though? I don't know. <laughs> be like, what? You know, there's people into everything. People ask me to fart for them all the time. I'm like, uh... I'm not farting for you. Like, I'm not, I have to draw the line somewhere. And like, so that, that's it. Uh, the fart it. porn. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the fart porn. That shit is fucking... Oh, it's weird. Man. I didn't know it existed. Oh, it it's, oh, it exists, Ron. No, stop. It I don't exists. want to know. Dude, I mean, like, and it's weird. <laughs> they really like, please just make one video of you farting for me. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> People are fucking not. weird, man. Look, I don't kink shame, okay, but like, yeah, totally. That's not my thing for sure. I've definitely heard those horror stories of like being on set doing anal, like. Also, yeah. I really just do not think my body is capable of it. I just, some people, because really some yeah. people can and some people can't. And There's, I've mm -hmm. never experienced the can part personally. So I'm just <laughs> going to like, I wish I could because my fans and the price tag that is on my first anal scene is quite large. So I right. wish There's a, everything in me that I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> There's for but, sure a physicality to that for sure. Oh, well, to porn yeah. in general, you know, I will say, I really thought that I had learned everything I could have possibly learned about everything sex related before porn, you know, just from stripping and from, you know, when I was in the strip club, I essentially would fuck any girl that was there just to like do it. Like I just didn't care. I just wanted to like fuck as many women as possible. Um, so I really thought that I had like learned everything, but when I got into porn, it was a rude awakening because I realized how much your body microscopically changes when you want to have sex you know because i can let's say i'm like fucking my girlfriend right and she wants to use a 12 inch ginormous dildo i can take it but then on set which is a work environment right and it's not yeah. like a situation where you're like turned on 
they're like six inch dick. I'm like, ow, you know? So it's interesting. Like I didn't really realize that, but it it changed your body changes a lot. And um, it's pretty, it's incredible. Actually, it's pretty cool. But I definitely did not have any sort of grasp on that before I did porn. And now I'm like, I feel like I'm a sex expert, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought of that either, but it makes sense. And that's for straight or gay. You know, that doesn't even matter about, you know, because my best friend, Aria Kai, um, I forced her to do porn with me. And so she does porn too. And she's straight, you know, but she's not turned on for those scenes. You know, like you're never going to be attracted, regardless of your sexuality, you're never going to be attractive to each person you work with like even girls that shoot with i'm not attracted to all of them yeah not you know that's just not how it's going to be you don't really pick who you work with necessarily and so you know it's very different like having sex on camera um it's kind of more uncomfortable like like physical wise you know it's not it doesn't feel the same as and that's what i try to explain to people because they're like you know you're having sex i'm like well we're not we're having sex, but we're not really having sex. I mean, there's a cut every three to five minutes, you know, and like we have to maintain these ridiculous angles where like this shit wouldn't feel good in any way, regardless of who, whether you're my boyfriend or whatever, like this angle would never be pleasurable, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think there's, people are just, people think porn is something that it's not, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. a fucking movie just like right. any movie you watch on netflix it's a yeah. movie like i'd, I'd like to, real i'd like to see you maintain this angle for 10 minutes at home i'd like to see it try it <laughs> and then tell try me it. my job is easy yeah yeah and then, i'm like oh she <laughs> just has sex for a living she doesn't actually yeah. work like fuck off. really tell my body that man because my i feel like i have like permanent back damage from this shit like like <laughs> my body hurts <laughs> The positions they put us in are like ridiculous. They look good. They look really good, but they yeah. fucking hurt. They hurt. <laughs> I'll just be honest. <laughs> it hurt. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> and even the picture part, you know, we take pretty girls, which are like the pictures of us before the scene. And like even holding your body in those positions for the pictures, it, like by the end of it, your legs are shaking. Yeah. I'm like taking photos, you know? Yep. Yeah, I don't do that shit with my girlfriend. Like we have a good time, but I don't do that shit. Like because that, that Ooh, what? It's, like it's no hard. one's doing a headstand. I'm not a fucking and then sticking in midair. I'm not a no gymnast. Yeah, nor am I a contortionist. <laughs> no, I'm like this is just so, and that's why porn is not sex education. That's right. Because it's not yeah. realistic. It's fantasy. Should be an Olympic sport. It's fantasy. Literally. Yeah, and even I, you know, I started watching porn at a pretty young age. I've always been very hypersexual. Um, I mean, like, from, like, I think probably the second I came out the womb. Like, I don't know what it was, but I was making my Polly Pockets fuck when I was, like, three. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just been like that since day one, you know? And so I watched porn at a pretty young age. And the effect that that had on me and my expectations for what my body should look like for how my body should react, how I should look during sex, how they should look and how they should be performing. I mean, like that shit fucks you up. I mean, it does. Really good sex, like real, really good sex is kind of fucking ugly. Like it's ugly. Like women orgasming, like real orgasms, it's ugly. (laughs) It's not a a (laughs) sexy thing. I'm like, having a scene 
seizure. Like, this is not cute. Wait, hold on. So you're not having real orgasms in porn? (laughs) I know. It's shocking. It is. It's shocking. Wait. (laughs) I hate to break the illusion for you, man. Are fluffers really a thing, by the way? I've never experienced having like a fluffer on set. Mm. I think back in the day from what I've heard that that existed. I think it's like an 80s thing or something. Right. 70s. Now, more. 70s yeah. maybe, yeah. yeah. Now there's definitely, that would be fucking weird. Um, yeah. But that's that's a, kind of a touchy subject in the porn industry because everybody's got a different opinion on fluffing. Okay, gotcha. Me personally, I feel like we are both there to perform and if you can't perform why are you here right yeah Yeah. it's not my responsibility to suck your dick off camera to get you ready for this to keep you going yeah not that's not what i'm there for you know some people have a totally different opinion some people great fine they'll do it cool but personally i feel like that's you know that like the yeah. male the men in porn that's their one job is to show up stay hard and come when you need to come you know and honestly the top male performers in the industry which i feel like at this point i've worked with pretty much all of them except for small hands um but everyone else they don't ever ask that of you because right yeah they're they don't need that. like you know because they are the top male performers for a reason so it's, it's just, and it's uncomfortable to me. Like, yeah, you know, if the camera's off and like the director's like grabbing some carrots and hummus and like the PA <laughs> is drinking her coffee and what, I'm just going to sit here and like suck your dick. I thought it was an additional person on set. This is, this is like, like I said, this is from the eighties. This is what I'm hearing. You know, like, right. they're used to, when I think of fluffer, I think of somebody like waiting that's kind of that. on standby, yeah. like jumps in and like, <laughs> you know, see, that would be weird too. I think like, you know, That'd be stranger. But yeah. now they kind of, you know, if there is fluffing involved, it would be the, the you know, female performer's job, yeah. I guess. But that's not required of us. And I don't think right. it should be. I feel like that's... Well, I'd assume Viagra and stuff like that has kind of yeah. helped. Well, those shots in their dicks. Yeah, oh, okay. Shots in their dicks? Yeah, they give uh. themselves these shots in their dicks. I don't know what the fuck is in it. I don't know. Damn. Um, but like I said, though, those top male performers, they don't really yeah. do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll say like Ricky Johnson, um, Oliver Flynn, I mean, like, or J-Mac, uh, Manuel Ferrara, they might take Viagra. I mean, whatever, that's totally <laughs> fine. But, like these dudes yeah. have no problem getting hard, right. staying hard and coming on fucking command. That's awesome. Like, and you want to come four times? Okay, they'll come four times. Like it's honestly shocked. Like I don't even understand how it works. Like that's cool. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> I mean, I knew like when I started porn, I knew some of these guys who would shoot like three scenes a day. Like I would oh. fucking kill myself. Like I would die. I would die. I couldn't do it. I don't know how they do it. Like I don't take dick in, in my personal life. So when I go back to shooting, it's like losing my virginity every time. I'm, yeah. Oh my god, this shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. There's so much behind the scenes. There, really is. One, one last question. We ask this of every guest. It's kind of a random question, but if you were on death row, what would your final meal be? Are you vegetarian or vegan? Um, 
I'm dairy free. Okay. Because I'm allergic. Uh, oh, okay. I try to stay away from gluten for the most part. And I also don't really eat meat. So like maybe like a dairy free pescatarian. Okay. You know, kind of like a mix of everything. I was going to say, if you're What's in Louisiana, your you have to love seafood. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Seafood's the best. I've yeah. never not had it seafood. Is. There's no way. Seafood's um, amazing. Fish is what is so fresh. fresh down here? Like, uh, how yeah. There's nothing like it. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think probably like as my last meal would probably actually be shrimp po' boy. Oh, sweet. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's like, but like from here, you know, like from po' boy express. Yeah, they're, oh, they're super good oh, down there good. too. They're so good. The shrimp, the alligator sausage. Uh, oh, but fried oyster, I think, is got to be my favorite oysters. of the. Yeah. Of the po the po boy <laughs> variety from oh yeah, and my family oh, is um well so you know I guess there. my farther ancestors are um we have sugarcane farms so and my oh, uncle nice. we also have a place in Grand Isle so you know I get like fresh like hand caught crab from my uncle like at every yeah. gathering you know which is just incredible like I'm all about sustainably Sid go <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, but like sustainably caught, you know, and like just wild caught food. Um, yeah. I think that that's better for everyone involved. It's, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, that time of night, you know, he just wants, to I know. they're so needy. <laughs> so needy. Awesome. Well, Hey, thanks so much for doing this. This is an awesome, awesome conversation. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Go ahead and, uh, plug all your socials by the way oh. and your website. Oh, yeah. Um, so Instagram is indica flower underscore Twitter is indica flower XXX. Um, my personal website for my merchandise is indica flower dot exposed. And my only fans is indica flower. <laughs> cool. Indica flower. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thanks guys. It was super fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good much. night. Bye. Take care. Bye. Be sure to check us out at ourbrainshurt.com and on all social media platforms at ourbrainshurt. Also, be sure to follow me, Ron, on Twitter at the Caffeine Punk for the latest Our Brains Hurt podcast, Punk Rock Joe Coffee, and Snubbed Records news.